saying this. John chapter 8, Sunday, verse 2. Now early in the morning he came again to the temple and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they'd set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses, in the law, commanded us that we should stone such a woman. What do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something with which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he didn't hear. So they continued asking him, and he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, with the woman standing in the midst When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And he said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees... Therefore said to him, you bear witness of yourself, your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, even if I wear witness of myself, my witness is true, for I know where I came from and I know where I'm going, but you do not know where I can't come from or where I'm going. You judge according to the flesh, I judge no one. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I'm not alone, I'm with the Father who has sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I'm the one who bears witness of myself, and my father who sent me bears witness of me. Then they said to him, where is your father? Jesus answered, you neither know me nor my father, but if you had known me, you would have known my father also. These words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no one laid hands on him that's arrested him, for his hour had not yet come. Now, I've read all those verses because they are the frame within this statement, which is a fairly well-known statement, comes from the Lord Jesus. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He's just dealt with a woman being brought before him with, under the, the accusation of adultery, to be tried for adultery. They appointed Jesus as judge. You judge her and we'll, we'll then execute her. And then, then goes on further to uh, further objections with the Pharisees. You see, here's the thing. This is something we we don't necessarily pick up straight away when we read this chapter. The Pharisees thought that they were the people of light in a dark world, that they were it. They knew the scriptures. They strove to please God as they understood, following the teaching of the Torah, the five books of Moses, and also all the traditions that had accumulated through the rabbis over the centuries. They thought that they were the enlightened ones. You get where light comes from. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he's not inviting us to join in with you, are the sunshine of my life. It's not as bad as sentiment. It's about revelation. It's about understanding, truth. They thought they were the enlightened ones, that they had light and were light. In fact, one extreme group in the time of Jesus was called the Essenes, and they withdrew from Jewish society into the wilderness and had communities in the wilderness. They're the ones who buried the Dead Sea Scrolls. 
And they called themselves the sons of light. And the, rabbi, the rabbis and the Pharisees also thought themselves as being people of light. And they, they looked down on other people. They were that kind of holier-than-thou thing. We're the people. We're the real deal. In the time of Jesus, there was even this radical group as well. Light here refers not to sunshine and warmth, though we enjoy those. It's about knowledge. It's about revelation. It's about receiving something, really, from heaven, leading to a changed way of life. I am the light of life. doesn't mean I'm just the sun that shines upon you. It's that what Jesus is to us changes our lives. He's the light of life. So it was to those Pharisees in particular that Jesus says, with all of this load on it, I am the light of the world. And it's something Jesus had previously said to them. John chapter 5, Jesus said this. You, he's talking again to the Pharisees. You do not have his word living in you because whom he sent, the Messiah, in other words, him you do not believe. You search the scriptures. or In them you think you have eternal life. And they are what testify about me. But you will not come to me that you may have life. If they'd really believe the scriptures, they would believe in Jesus. The scriptures don't give life. They give life because Jesus is revealed to us in the scriptures. Jesus is not just a set of words. It's not just a history lesson. It's not just a biography. He's not just a teacher. But in himself, he is the word of God. And his life is the complete revelation of God, the invisible God, to this world. Then, later on in the Gospels, or over in Matthew's Gospel, in fact, the Lord Jesus tells us, in turn, that we are the light of the world. But we're only the light of the world when he is our light. That is, unless his light is in us. Light of understanding, of revelation, of wisdom. We, we have no light. It's not in us. You know, we're, we, we're not people who pull themselves up by their bootstraps and learn how to be Christians. It's all about Jesus. Here's the sequence. He says in John 8, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of the life. And, and then in John 9, he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And in Matthew, he says, you're the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, how can it be seasoned again? It's good for nothing, but you're thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they... Light a lamp and put it under a lampstand. Uh, put it <laughs> under a basket, but on a lampstand. That it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Luke reports two separate occasions when the Lord Jesus said that same thing about you don't put light under a lampstand. Paul, writing to the Philippians, says that we shine in this dark world as children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Here's the thing. The Pharisees and the Essenes had, had a point. The world was dark, and our world is dark. All kinds of shades, but it's dark. But Jesus is the light for a dark world. And we become light when we are following and living in him. So I don't want you to think this is all about how to kind of, you know, go and have add your to-do list, being the light of the world. We are light when Jesus is our light. 
I want you to think again about these words of the Lord Jesus. No putting a lamp under a basket. Might set fire to the basket, mightn't it? Jesus said, no one when he's lit a lamp puts it in a secret place or under a basket or covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed. That's combining these two Luke references. But on a lampstand, you put it up on the mantelpiece, you put it up high so that the light fills the room. Those who come in may see the light. Now, usually we think about that lighting the lampstand as being us, but what about if it's Jesus who lights us up? Yeah? He has lit us, and he doesn't want us to be hidden. He wants us to give light to people. Let, because he goes on to say, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father is in heaven. That's where he wants us, to be openly living for him. In the light of all who he all he is to us, what he's done for us, and all the understanding that he gives to us to live life well for his honor. We need him to be our light so that he is then the light of the world in and through us. We are secondary lights. I've got two more statements from John's Gospel. John 12. I was reading this this morning. Daily readings. John 12, verse 36. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Remember people who call themselves sons of light in the coming of Jesus? If you believe in me and you receive my light, then you become a son of light. A child of light, that I should say, to be gender neutral, which is the way that that scripture means it there. Then in verse 46, he says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide, live, remain in darkness. Being in the light or standing in the light doesn't mean you know everything and understand everything. Sometimes we Christians can give that sort of impression, but we don't. There's a whole heap of stuff we don't know. It means that you have from God all you need to know so that you can live life the way it was supposed to be. You can live life by the grace and help of God for the glory of God. You have all you need to know. His word gives us all we need to know. Jesus is our light. All the knowledge and understanding that we need is in him. There's much that goes around in the world that we do not need to participate with. We don't need to become like the Essenes and go in the wilderness, you know, go and live up a tree in Epping Forest. But the world doesn't have a lot of light. And a lot of what people think and believe nowadays is not good. The philosophies and conspiracy theories of this age will not give us light. They will not bring us good. And if we receive more of what the world is saying than what the Lord says, we'll be living more in darkness than in light. Jesus came as the light to lift us out of the darkness of this world, although we continue to live in this world. The Pharisees thought they had light and were light. They were mistaken. We can have the light, follow the light, and even be the light in Jesus. But it's not found in merely ideas and words and thinking and philosophizing. It's in knowing and following Jesus himself. He's the light of life. He makes life different. He brings change, renewal. So I want to say to you all today, if you have some knowledge and understand, act upon it. Trust him. Believe him. Obey him. Follow him. And keep looking to him. Paul writing to uh, Hebrew believers says, looking unto Jesus, the, the 
the starter and finisher of our faith. If we lose sight of Jesus, we lose focus on Jesus, we've lost the light. We're picking up on other stuff, maybe, that we shouldn't be. By the way, we're going through a pandemic, not a persecution right now, at least in this part of the world. But whatever form trouble takes from time to time, and that verse there was written by Paul to Hebrew people, believers in Jesus, who were in a real time of trouble. They were being persecuted for their faith. They were, we're not. But whatever trouble we're going through, the answer is the same. Looking unto Jesus. Here's how Paul writes about this theme to the Ephesians, Ephesians 5. It's powerful scripture, this. For you once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Those are the things we need to be following. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ, Messiah, will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise." Redeeming the time because the days are evil. That awake you who sleep and rise from the dead and Christ or Messiah will give you light is, is a quotation from somewhere. We think it may even be from an early Christian hymn, but it draws from famous scripture in Isaiah. Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold... Darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord arises over you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and the Gentiles, the unbelieving nations, will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. It's one of my favorite scriptures. The world is a dark place. Different degrees of darkness. It's all pitch black. It's not all really, really evil, but it's dark. But Jesus is the light of the world. And if we are filled with his light, by which I mean understanding him, knowing him, having the truth about him written deep in our beings, we begin to shine as lights in a dark place. Light, what the Bible means by light, changes life. Jesus is the light of the world and the light of life. Is he the light of your life. One word to us as Christians today. Stay alert. Get your light and understanding from the Lord. Not from the dark places of the web, (laughs) the world. Live in his light and so become in him also light to this world. Let's pray and then we're going to break bread together. Uh, not many of my friends here who are serving the worship team did it, but you want to go and get one of those now? Okay. Father, we thank you for Jesus who is to us the light of the world and the light of life. And as we receive life through knowing you, Lord Jesus, hearing you, understanding your word, following you, so 
in us too, there is a shining out of the truth, an example to others of what the truth builds as a way of life. Lord, you call us not just to believe some things, but to live them, to go and be it and do it. And so we pray that truth will not be just a set of ideas and words that run around in our minds, but fuel that lights up our hearts and causes us to live changed, renewed, refocused, reinvigorated lives for you. Amen. Amen.